This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This election year, the choice is clear. One man stands ready to deliver change we desperately need. A man I'm proud to call my friend. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Oh, we should have known, people. We should have known. That was a long time ago. Barack America. Lordy, lordy. I'm Dave America. This is the Rubin Report. It's December 12th, 2022. I'm in a good mood this morning. Uh, as far as I know, I no longer have COVID. I've decided not to test. I'm playing with the kids again. It's all good. And this past weekend, I went to see my all-time favorite singer, Frankie Valley. How old is Frankie now? I think he's like 87 years old. Can you check that? He's about 87 years old. He gets out there. It's not the original Four Seasons anymore. He's got his new band. I've seen him. I've seen him a whole bunch of times. But I wanted to show you one little 20 or 30 second clip from this thing uh, because he's doing all the old hits. Oh, what a night! Begging, you know, all the stuff. Right? Who loves you? He's 88 years old. Incredible. So he's doing all the hits. He doesn't do much interaction with the crowd at this age. You know, he's just kind of getting out there and, he, and they do their thing and that's it. But out of nowhere, in the middle of the concert, he's like, I don't want to talk about politics. And then he just went on this political rant. And I was like, oh, God, please, Lord, no. I've had so many of my heroes in life turn out to be horrible human beings and, and call me racist and the rest of it. I was like, oh, God, is he going to suddenly come out? And he's going to be a lefty whack job. Alas, Frankie didn't let me down. There isn't anybody in this room that couldn't be a better president than what's going on. At the end there, if you couldn't quite hear it, he said, uh, I was thinking of running for president and the crowd cheered that. I'd rather have Frankie Valley as president than Joe Biden. And I'm pretty sure he's more mentally aware and he can still be on stage and he didn't shake in an imaginary person's hand and he knew which way to walk off and he did all the songs and all this stuff. So anyway, it was just, it was just so absolutely refreshing. Look, I don't want politics brought into every concert and you know, every time you turn on a comedy show or whatever it might be. Alas, this is the world we live in, and every now and again, uh, somebody doesn't disapp disappoint you, and that was, uh, that was a pretty sweet moment. Anyway, we got a big show for you today because uh, all hell's breaking loose. Uh, the machine is just coming after Elon Musk time and time again, hit piece after hit piece, and it's like, maybe there's something else going on here than what is just sort of the obvious top layer of this thing, which is that a billionaire bought Twitter, could there be something else that he's exposing that the machine now is going all in on just trying to absolutely destroy the guy? And could that be connected with all of the other lies that we have been sold for so long, whether they're COVID related or Russia hoax related or Jesse Smollett related or anything else, that the, the bias uh, and the out of control authoritarian, I would also perhaps argue even fascist activities of the left are being exposed in real time. And I'm not just saying fascist just to say the word, but if you combine state and government power, you get some fascism. Uh, so we're going to dive into what it's all about. There's, there's a lot cooking at the moment. Uh, before we get to any of it, let me talk to you guys about Bullion Max real quick. You know, as inflation surpasses highs not seen in 40 years, the value of the dollar is de decreasing with every passing day. You're paying more at the pump, the grocery store, for cars, for housing. Face it, paper money is worth less. 
Guys, the time couldn't be any better for my new sponsor, Bullion Max. Bullion Max is a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer who can help you diversify into gold and silver. It's a hedge against inflation. It's also security for your family in times of crisis. And here's why I love Bullion Max. They're owned by veterans in the precious metal space, offer some of the lowest prices on the internet, and they make it so easy to buy directly from their website. I wanted to help you get started, so I worked out a special offer just for you. Get Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit at employee pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com Dave. The kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including an American Eagle and a silver Australian kangaroo. This offer is limited to just one per household, so get yours now. Go to bullionmax.com Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so let's dive right back into the Twitter And as I always say, you may not care about Twitter, but what happens on Twitter cares about you, so you got to pay attention to it. Uh, Elon Musk put this one up over the weekend. He's diving in. My pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. Uh, Yeah, he is not happy. And it makes you think that perhaps, as I've been saying for a couple weeks now, do you think that Elon Musk might be sitting on some major freaking bombshells related to what the government had Twitter do when it came to censoring people, people, simple, humble little YouTube hosts like me, uh, when they tweeted honest things about COVID and then were suspended, et cetera. You think he's sitting on a treasure trove of information there? You think he's realizing uh, what many of us have realized, and it's better late than ever, that Fauci screwed up this entire thing, that while he was telling us to mask, he was telling friends not to mask, while he was calling for school closures, he now pretends he doesn't. He never called for school closures, uh, told us that the vaccines work. Did we fund the gain of function in Wuhan? Yes, we did. Did it leak from a lab? It probably did, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so Elon puts out that uh, tweet there and then uh, just a random person, a guy by the name of David Lee uh, responded, will this be explained in a new Twitter files part, meaning this prosecute Fauci? Well, is, is there a drop related to Fauci and COVID? Elon says, Yes. Well, then Scott Kelly, who is Mark Kelly's brother, Mark Kelly, of course, is the senator from Arizona. He's the guy, he was the incumbent senator who beat uh, Blake Masters. He's an astronaut, Democrat, all good. His brother chimed in and wrote this. uh, Elon, please don't mock and promote hate towards already marginalized and at risk of violence members of the LGBTQ plus community. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a devoted public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives. All right, Uh, let's first do the LGBTQ stuff. What the high hell is this guy talking about? There is literally no evidence, zero evidence, period, that Elon Musk does not like gay people. Uh, He doesn't want people to be forced to use certain pronouns. We'll get to that in just a sec. Uh, I don't think he likes being bullied and everything else, but this, the idea that he's promoted hate against anyone is insane. I said to my guys right before the show started, the irony of Twitter right now is while the entire machine and all of mainstream media and the whole thing is telling you how much hate there is on there and there's more hate than ever and blah, blah, blah. My Twitter experience in the last couple weeks has completely flipped because a few weeks ago, nobody was seeing my tweets and I was barely getting any responses. And when I did get a response, it was usually somebody just saying something awful to me. Now, because people are seeing my tweets again, my feed is an endless love fest. So I'm actually getting the reverse, I, I suppose, or I suspect they're not gonna write a, uh, an article about that in the New York Times. The awful amount of love being shown to the right-wing Twitter sphere. Uh, you got it. Uh, okay, so Elon responded to Scott Kelly. He wrote, I strongly disagree forcing your pronouns upon others when they didn't ask and implicitly ostracizing those who don't is neither good nor kind to anyone. Yes, true. As for Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded gain of function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome in my opinion. Uh, So, all right, let's just put the the gay thing aside and the pronoun thing aside. He's obviously taking the right position on that. You, You treat people with respect, they'll treat you with respect. Nobody should be bullied or forced into this these nonsensical, when I get emails from people who have their, their uh, pronouns in their signature, it's just like, ugh, it's all just ridiculous and awful. And it's also just symptomatic of a society that has done so well, that is so fat on freedom and prosperity and everything else that you can have people, uh, you know, basically, I wanna be called this, that, the other thing, or I'm gonna destroy you. Anywho, uh, 
As for the second part of that, that Fauci funded gain of function research, the NIH funded gain of function research. We know that. We know that they were doing it at the lab in Wuhan. We don't, as far as I know, have the direct piece that will connect the two dots of did we fund this thing and then somehow did it literally like jump out the door or did somebody walk out and get bit by a monkey that then this, that, the other thing. Okay, we've all seen the movies. So like we don't have that. Uh, but Fauci has been pushing propaganda all along. I don't know that he's inherently evil, right? And I don't even think that matters and, and the good intentions matter and all of that stuff. I, I don't think that Fauci, my, get, my gut feeling would be that Fauci got into this job to do horrible things. But at some point along the road, as a now 75-year-old you know, bureaucrat, and that's what he is, who lasted several administrations, he ended up doing a lot of damage because he, he lied for the purposes of apparently pushing vaccines on everybody. And he was for lockdowns and all of these things, and it's all nonsense. And a guy like me, who had, or maybe even has COVID right now, and I was completely fine, and I am unvaxxed. You know, the funny thing is, when I was in New York last week, I was at a family event, tons of people there got COVID. My parents got COVID, my sister got COVID, my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, all got COVID. Everyone's vaxxed, everyone was far sicker than me. I'm in the middle, some of those people are older than me, my parents, but my sister's younger than me, my cousin's younger than me. I'm the only one unvaxxed, and I was completely fine. I'm not saying that's indicative of anything specifically, right? But like, there's something kind of there, so who knows what the hell is going on here. Anyway, Fauci is still at it with the propaganda, and he simply is not going to stop until he is held for, uh, for account of his actions. You have to remember, he's the highest paid employee of the federal government. The guy makes over $400,000 a year, on top of all the money that you have no doubt he has made in the market because he knew what was going on. Like, you just know it. Like, this is how the swamp operates. So what is Elon really doing by going after Fauci? Like to put that tweet up, prosecute Fauci, what's he really doing there? Well, you know, he's sitting on stuff. He is sitting on stuff that Twitter knows about what the government forced people to, or whether the government forced Twitter to take things down or whatever was going on there. How do we know all this? Well, it just still continues. The nonsense around COVID two and a half years later, someone, someone I saw over the weekend put up a message that we are a uh, thousand days from 15 days to flatten the curve. Isn't that something? We're a thousand freaking days. Huh. Well, here's what's going on in the world of COVID. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden, and she is a doctor, you have to mention that. Uh, she was with uh, Shish Ga talking about uh, getting vaccinated and uh, it sounds to me like she's sick actually. The most important thing you can do to prepare for your holidays is to get your up dated COVID vaccine. And if you get it now, you'll be protected in time for winter holiday gatherings. Okay, first off, it's not the most important thing you can do to prepare for the holiday. You know what you could do for, prepare, to prepare for the holiday? You could start thinking about what you wanna serve the family, think about the menu. You could start inviting people over. You could start uh, putting Christmas lights outside, put a menorah in your window. You could start doing some of that stuff. It is not important that you do that. And the idea that still at this point, they would tell you that the vaccine is gonna somehow save you is insane. But what else does Fauci want? He really wants to vaccinate not just children, infants, infants. And I got two infants in this house, little over that way, four month old and a two month old. And Fauci will not be getting anywhere near my kids. I'm being very clear about that, Fauci. Here's what he wants to do with the kids. And with the holidays approaching, we've had lots of questions about safety of gathering with friends and family, especially if loved ones haven't been vaccinated. So Lucy from Maine asks, since we've been vaccinated, how dangerous is it to be near our grandchildren? They have not been vaccinated beyond what's required in the schools. Right. Well, vaccination, again, is the answer. So if you want to protect your grandchildren and vice versa, even though the grandchildren are not required to get vaccinated. If they are within the age, which is now six months six. or older, I would encourage their family. So if you're the grandparent, I would encourage my child, who is the parent of my grandchildren, to get their children vaccinated. All right, we're getting demonetized today, guys, because he's just an evil motherfucker. I, I don't know what else to say. Sorry, no lunch for anybody today, guys. That's it. He's just an evil 
freak. That's what he is. The idea that he would be okay. If you believe for one second, they have done enough studies uh, on six month olds getting injected. There is no freaking way in high hell that my kids are getting injected with that stuff. Okay. I don't know what the hell it is. They don't know what the hell it is. And it's not stopping COVID. As I just said, everyone that I was at a family event with last week got COVID. They're all vaccinated. The only one who didn't get sick was me. And I somehow tested positive, but I was healthy. It's all pure, endless nonsense. I, I just can't, like, I honestly cannot imagine. I cannot imagine how someone could be watching Fauci and be like, oh, he's still relevant and interesting and worthy of listening to. Uh, but we must hold these people accountable. And unfortunately we didn't. I mean, if we learned one thing by these midterm elections, Gretchen Whitmer in, in Michigan got reelected. Kathy Hochul in New York got reelected. Gavin Newsom in California got reelected. These people seem to want more. And the signal that you send to authoritarians when you say, hey, authoritarians, oh, you're, you're really taking care of me. You're really doing all these things so that I'm locked in my house and I can't go to work and you're destroying everything. But I guess I kind of like it because perhaps I have some sort of other existential problem that I should really be thinking about instead. Uh, then you vote them back in and they will do it again. So in Los Angeles, California, Los Angeles Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer. Uh, I think we have video of her in just a second. I, we should have put up a picture of this woman because she looks like death. And if you would like to get your health advice from someone that looks like death, then I highly recommend you listen to Barbara Ferrer. Anyway, she wants to bring back indoor masking. It's probably going to kick in next week. LA County will follow the CDC guidance for communities designated at the high community level, including universal indoor masking. <laughs> I live in Florida. Da, 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 da. The, I, insane. Insane. You know, it's almost one year to the day. December 17th was the day that we got here. December 17th. What's today? The 12th? Yeah, we're right there. Um, congratulations. If you live in LA, like get the hell out or just like go, go down with the ship. Enough of these crazy people. As if it's not bad enough in LA because of the, the COVID maniacs and the general state of misery and everything else. Uh, they got this new mayor, okay? So they had uh, Eric Garcetti and this guy was absolutely terrible and homelessness went crazy and drugs and crime and all, you guys got all the stuff, right? So they have this terrible guy, Garcetti. Uh, then what happens, the, I mean, this is what happens with progressives always. Can you, it's horrible, it's, everything's terrible, there's homelessness everywhere, nothing's working, crime is up and everything's horrible. What can we do? Can we make it worse? Yes, let's find someone more far left. Can we find a crazier leftist? And that's what they did. They voted in this woman, Karen Bass. Uh, here she is being sworn in by Kamala. And why is Kamala laughing? You decide. According to my best ability. Madam Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you solemnly swear to... Blah, blah, blah? What, what is wrong with these people? She's been injected with something. Anyway, back to Fauci for a second. Uh, Chris Wallace, who was on Fox, then he went to CNN Plus, and he just bounces around, and people, like, you gotta kind of say you like the guy. I don't know, he's nothing great at this point. Anyway, he uh, had Fauci on this weekend, and they talked about lockdowns. There was a study that came out recently that said that nine out of 10 people that are dying in this country are over 65. Looking back, and I understand that this has been a dynamic situation, it's changed over time. Could we have been less restrictive about schools and less restrictive about closing down the economy and focused, if not from the very start, earlier on, on the elderly? You know, in the absence of vaccination, that would have been very difficult to do. But right now that you have the ability to vaccinate people, you can actually clearly be much more liberal and open in what we're doing, which is where we, we are really right now. Complete nonsense. He's, he's a devil worshiper. I don't even know what to tell you. He's a lizard person, devil worshiper. The vaccines don't work. They don't stop or transmission. They don't stop you getting COVID or giving COVID or anything else. And yes, why still a thousand days after 15 days to flatten the curve? Why still? Do we not generally talk about health 
and sunshine and getting fresh air and doing cardio? Why do they never talk about all of the side effects and all of that stuff? Okay, you, you guys get all that, but I wanna link this to the Twitter situation because the liars are not going to continue, are not gonna stop lying, right? So Fauci will not stop lying. Kamala will not stop cackling. Biden will not stop poorly reading off the prompt or whatever they put in front of him. The machine is all in on that. And what's happening now at Twitter is that actual truth is able to uh, express itself. It's able to disseminate because now Elon Musk is just letting people back on to say what they want. And if you don't like it, then don't read it. And it should be as simple as that. That's what, that's what actual free speech, that's what the actual exchange of ideas really is all about. So let's just combine uh, the, the Faucian COVID insanity to the lies, because the only reason that someone like Fauci can thrive is because we, he, there's the whole system has been set up in place so that if you lie, as long as you do it to punish people, as long as you do it in service of the machine, then you will stick around. That's how it works. Uh, so here is video back in 2018. There's a million of these videos. Uh, former and disgraced CNN anchor Brian Stelter, who got fired from CNN, and now he's teaching a, med a media course at Harvard because that's the most perfect example of how these people fail up if you're part of the machine. Uh, here he is in 2018 with then Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey asking if they shadow ban, and of course, I don't have to tell you this, we, there we saw the whole freaking Twitter file dump the other day and covered it. They do shadow ban. Jack even responded to me once saying that they don't shadow ban, but they do shadow ban. He also lied under oath to Ted Cruz about it, but here's a little bit more. The president called you out for shadow banning. What is the truth around that idea? So I, I think a lot of the, in, the, the statements behind the statement and the question behind the question is, um, look, shadow banning is a, very widely defined term. There's not one single definition. Um, so the definition that we found that seems to resonate with the most people is, um, you know, not amplifying particular messages or if someone puts out a, a tweet, hiding that tweet from everyone uh, without that person who tweeted it knowing about it. So, but the real question behind the question is, are we doing something according to political ideology or viewpoints, and we are not. Okay, so it's a lie. Again, you can lie to Dave Rubin in a tweet when I ask him if you shadow ban. You can lie to Brian Stelter in an interview. You can't lie under oath to the Senate, which is basically what he did when Ted Cruz asked him that very same question. So uh, he was lying. He was also playing, and I, and I knew this when he responded to me a couple of years ago, he was playing a linguistic game around shadow banning, right? Because he is, to his credit, it is true. There is no official definition of shadow banning. Does shadow banning mean that nobody sees the tweet? Or does it mean that only some people see the tweet? Like there's ways that you can play these little games so that you could say, we don't shadow ban because my definition of shadow ban is different than your definition of shadow ban. And as the Twitter files showed, they didn't actually call it shadow banning. what they call it? VF, it was called verifiable, uh, what was it? Yeah, what was it? Verifiable, we'll get, we'll get it in a second. Uh, anyway, once the, the nonsense and the lies are exposed, these people uh, disappear, right? That's consistently what they do. Uh, here's a little more of what's going on with Twitter from the Daily Mail. Elon Musk on Thursday evening confirmed that conservatives were banned from Twitter despite not violating any policies as the latest installment of the Twitter files showed the scale of the censorship and visibility filtering, there you go, on the social media platform. Musk singled out Yoel Roth, the global head of trust and safety, who wrote in internal messages that he wanted more creative ways of censoring and muffling specific accounts and content. Former head of censorship at Twitter was perhaps not entirely unbiased, Musk said, accompanied by a screenshot of a 2017 tweet in which Roth said there were actual Nazis in the White House. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. So look, there's a big pylon happening on this guy, Yoel Roth, who was you know, doing a lot of the trust and safety stuff. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he basically was just a woke leftist who was kinda in over his head and then decided uh, that he could use his power uh, to silence people. And he is now fired and should be fired. And Elon is of course uh, doing the right thing. Uh, but what's interesting about this is, are we going to the New York Times thing now? Yeah. 
So look at this. So this is from Fox News. Uh, nobody's covering this in mainstream media, the Twitter file dump, right? So ABC, zero minutes, CBS, zero minutes, NBC, zero minutes. You need to understand this because this is, you know, as I said on Friday, I think what's happening is we're basically splitting into two realities. And in some ways, I think we're really splitting into two internets. Um, and maybe that's how it's gonna be. There's gonna be one internet that I think you and I will be part of, and there will be new tech companies involved, and there will be a basic respect for freedom of speech, and it's gonna be a little bit messier, and sometimes people will say mean things, and you're gonna get conflicting information about things. And then there is going to be this very, very hyper controlled internet where it will be official authorized sources and nobody will question the narrative. And that's where all the, the NPCs, the non-playable characters are. Because if you look, pull that image up one more time, if you look at that, zero mentions ABC, CBS, and NBC. They did not feel, the main networks did not feel that a Twitter dump, a file dump, where they are actually exposing the fact that these people were censoring major political voices, not only Donald Trump, but they were actually censoring people so that they could not get their word out there. Do you think that maybe that affected the election a little bit? Is there, are we even allowed to talk about that? But why can't they even show that? Why can't ABC News? Because you know there are meetings, right? So ABC News, CBS, uh, NBC, they have meetings. They're giant corporations, they have meetings. What are we gonna cover on the, on the news tonight at 6.30? And they all look at that story and they go, well, we really can't talk about that because everything he's revealing goes against all of the nonsense that we do here all day long. We put Anthony Fauci on to spread his propaganda all day long. We're the ones that are calling half the country racist and bigoted all the time and all of those things. So they can't have it. So that's what I'm saying. These rea I don't think there's a way to arbitrage these two positions anymore. I think things are just gonna continue to go in different directions. And I actually think that's actually okay. I really do believe that. Uh, here's a, a, a journalist by the name of uh, Ethan Katsurambis, uh, definitely Greek. I hope I didn't butcher that too badly. Katsurambis, something like that. Uh, he wrote, yep, checked again. Nothing on New York Times or Washington Post this morning about Barry Weiss's reporting that Twitter unequivocally muted and blacklisted the voices of GOP political candidates, COVID doctors telling the truth, and influential conservatives. Yeah. And here he, he went and he, this is a screenshot. So he's on the New York times website right there. And the New York times did not cover it. Ironically, the New York times has been doing stories left and right. I mean, the scrolling goes on and on here. You, you got the point. Um, the New York times has done plenty of stories on how the government should look into Elon Musk's other business and how Elon Musk isn't doing enough about child porn that's on Twitter, even though he's doing actually a ton right now. And for the last 10 years, they haven't written any stories about uh, child porn that was on Twitter. I don't know why they didn't care about it uh, before Elon Musk. Now he's actually doing something about it. He's been in he's been in Twitter Spaces chats, which is basically like a live radio show talking about what he's doing. Uh, Forbes, which is another one that's ignoring all the stuff. They never once talked about child porn until. Elon took over. It's wild watching these people do what they do. It's absolutely wild. But I wanna go back to the New York Times for just a second, because look, you guys get, the New York Times is absolute trash. You remember, they wrote, a, I was on the freaking cover of the New York Times a couple of years ago on a Sunday. Me, Jordan Peterson, Thomas Sowell, Ben Shapiro, Milton Friedman about how we're leading people to the alt-right. Like the whole place is just absolute, it's just horrific trash. Um, but they're having their own problems because uh, not only are they just a awful propaganda network, uh, but their employees are on strike right now. And I wanted to show you this, it's like a minute video from Fox where they started interviewing some of the New York Times employees who are very upset at the New York Times. And you'd think that a place, a New York Times place, a, a good progressive organization, you'd think they'd be treating everybody great and things would be going just, just cheeky over there. But apparently that's not how it's working out. What are you guys on strike about? We've been at the bargaining table for 20 months now. The company is consistently coming into the bargaining table with proposals that are insulting and unacceptable. The New York Times is making record profits and the people who make the news need to share in that. It's a variety of issues, but the big things are we haven't had a raise in over two years. What are they not giving you? Uh, they're not giving a basic floor wages of $65,000. I'll be honest, I don't know the details that that specifically. We have been working through the entire pandemic without any salary increases at a time of record inflation. Is this about coming back to the office? 
Um, it's also about coming back to the office. Of course, we also want to make sure that we are protecting people. You know, we're still living through a pandemic. Remote work is part of the negotiations. We find it ridiculous that the company is maintaining this position, that it have the unilateral right to call us back in five days a week. I thought the New York Times respected unions, so what happened there? You'll have to ask them. That's an excellent question. I, I would love an answer to that as well. Excellent question. We'd love to hear what the management has to say about that. Yeah, it's a very good question. We thought the New York Times respected unions too. What happens to the New York Times when you guys are on strike? We'll find out. We have said we're not going to write stories. Uh, we have photo people. We have electricians, other people in the building who are not working today. They have to figure it out on their own. I am refusing to write. I'm refusing to respond to edits. I imagine they're having quite a hard time putting uh, the, the, the publication together. The New York Times can't run without the people who run the New York Times. And management needs to know that. If you guys are all on strike, who's going to write the fake news? Well, we don't actually think that we write fake news. What an extraordinary collection of whiny losers. Like, well, how else can you describe it? These people, they're so shocked that, that the New York Times is hypocritical, that the same paper that pushes all the stories about unions and how great unions are doesn't want to do it when it comes to its own people. And you can't believe it. The New York Times dares, wants them to come back into the office and these little children pretending we're still in, a, in COVID and pandemic. Everything, it, you all deserve everything you can get. And what's really beautiful about that though, what is it that creates, uh, again, I, I always say conservative, but what is it that creates a sane person? Most people are liberals by default, right? Like you're a liberal or a lefty by default because of the just cultural norms in a country. All of these silly leftist clowns, they're all being mugged by reality right now. They're really, they're suddenly going, oh, it's not exactly as we think it is. And I would hope that any of them would then learn that their ideas are wrong and the ideas of the New York Times are wrong. I think the New York Times should fire all of them or they should all protest endlessly and there'll be nobody to write the fake news. There'll be nobody to write their crazy propaganda. And like these people, they think they're so important. I'm not gonna edit, I'm not gonna write. It's like, you're never gonna get another job. You people are lucky that anyone is willing to spend any time with you ever. And that's how I feel about that. Uh, let's continue because the mainstream media has been lying about everything for an extremely long time. You know that. Uh, one of the things they did, of course, was the Hunter Biden laptop, laptop story, which was a New York Post story. Well, here's Trump holding a copy of the New York Post. This is in May of 2020. This is after Trump had been uh, banned on Twitter. And here he is. No, he wasn't banned on Twitter yet. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. This is, this is before he was banned on Twitter. Good catch, man. This is before he was banned on Twitter, but he, he was getting suspended every now and again. And people were realizing that the people that support him suddenly felt like they were being shadow banned and everything else. So this is May of 2020, just to be clear, holding a copy of the New York Post and listen to who he's calling out. Uh, here's one. This is our, this is the arbiter. This guy is the arbiter of what's supposed to go on Twitter. He's the one he thought that, uh, he thought, and if you use CNN as a guide, CNN, which is fake news, he uses CNN as a guide. His name is Yoel Roth. And he's the one that said that uh, mail-in balloting, you look mail-in. No fraud? No fraud? Really? Why don't you take a look all over the country? There's cases all over the country. That's not true. So here, here, excuse me, wait a minute, I'm not finished. So here's your, uh, here's your man. And that's... Okay, so it's worth showing that because Donald Trump, to his credit, he gets a lot of things right way in advance. They treat him horribly for it and lie about him and all of those things. And then it usually turns out to be true. So this guy, Yoel Roth, who Elon Musk fired who clearly, I mean, the guy was in charge of trust and safety, but clearly was abusing his power and coordinating it with the government. I mean, there are internal Slack emails from Twitter people where he's talking about going to meet with the FBI, et cetera, et cetera. So like, this is serious stuff, but there's Trump getting it right on this Yoel Roth guy. And if only Twitter could have known, if only, I don't know, maybe Yoel Roth had sent out some tweets implying that he might not be unbiased. Do we have any such tweets? Oh, look at us. Uh, this is a tweet of his from a couple of years ago. I'm just saying we fly over those states that voted for a racist tangerine for a reason. Uh, that was retweeted then by Kirstie Alley, who just passed away last week. Uh, I'm very sad about that. Uh, dear Mr. Yoel, 
uh, Roth. Uh, saw your comment. I live in one of those flyover states. So did Mark Twain, Amelia Earhart, the Wright brothers, Henry Ford, and Thomas Edison, to name a few. You ignorant uh, C-word. We've already been demonetized. Let's not get double demonetized. Um, but you see the point that this guy was sending out these tweets calling half the country racist. Do you think he was the best person to be leading trust and safety? That, that woman, Vijaya Gade, who was the woman that was the head legal counsel at Twitter who has since been fired. Remember when she was on Joe Rogan with Tim Pool and she was so obviously lying about absolutely everything, but these are the people they left in charge. Or you look at Jack Dorsey and it's like, for some reason, people have this weird soft spot with him. I don't know if it's because he seems like he eats a lot of mushrooms. So people think he can't be like evil. I don't know that he's evil, but if you're in charge of the thing, and everyone else beneath you is doing evil things. Well, the buck stops with someone. You're the CEO. So I think a lot of this is going to come crashing down on him. Uh, my friend and former guest Vivek Ramaswamy has been making the rounds talking about uh, what's going on here with Twitter and who is ultimately responsible for what Twitter did, silencing dissenting voices, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and here he is talking about how it's possible that these people are going to be charged with fraud. He knew they were doing something wrong and they lied about it and still hid it. They right. absolutely were engaged in shadow banning. They had the public believe that some of this was just done by AI when in fact it was done by actual human beings. Right. And to me, that's not just doing something wrong. When you lie about it, it means you are culpable because it means you knew you were doing something wrong and you did it anyway at the highest levels. And legally speaking to me, that forms a new basis for a legal claim of consumer fraud, which is actually telling consumers you're doing one thing when in fact you're doing another. Okay, so that's an important piece, what he said there at the end, that were they actually engaging in consumer fraud? You know, one of the things I was saying years ago, I mean, you can watch videos from 2017 when a whole bunch of us started talking about censorship online first, was that if these are, pro are public companies, so Twitter is now a private company because Elon bought it, but it was a public company and Facebook is a public company and Google is a public company, they have a fiduciary duty to their shareholders to do the right thing financially by the company. If it had come out, that actually they were shadow banning these people. Thus, it was not the best. It was not in the best interest of the company. That's not what people thought that they were, in essence, buying. What the shareholders were buying. Then there's a huge problem. The board is in direct conflict with what its duty is to the shareholders. And Jack and the other executives they answer to the board. So there's a litany of problems here. But he's right. It's not just that they were doing this stuff by AI and pretending they didn't know what was happening. They're all on the record saying it wasn't happening at the exact same time, sometimes on the record when they were talking to Congress or the Senate. So there is, there is a lot of stuff here that I, th the reason I think this stuff is important, guys, is because if we can unfurl some of this stuff, and right now we have literally the richest man in America enabling people to get more honest information out there. If we can unfurl some of this stuff, we won't fall in these traps again. The next time the massive lies coming, the, the massive lies come, so let's tie it to the earlier stuff. The next time it's COVID-2 or monkeypox 9 or the, the climate meltdown or whatever, we'll have some of the tools to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you pulled this lie on us before. We've seen it all before. We know how you did it with censoring and suspending and all of those things. So we're not gonna fall for it again. Uh, but one of the things that the left is incredibly good at and the machine is incredibly good at and the corporate press is good at and Democrat politicians are really good at is they will gaslight you all the way down. You will be finding out the truth. You will have the receipts in front of your face and they will tell you you do not see what you see. Here is Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell is, in a, is an absolute embarrassment as a congressman. He's a, he's a congressman from uh, Northern Cali. Uh, here he is, uh, this is about a year and a half ago, uh, talking about how, uh, no, there's no such thing as shadow banning and it's just a big uh, conservative conspiracy theory. Saying that you think no bill is really necessary at all when it comes to antitrust tech regulation? I don't think these bills address what most Americans are concerned with. And by the way, I'll just add, Republicans, some Republicans are supporting this legislation. And my concern is they're not supporting this because Republicans all of a sudden care about antitrust. They're doing it for the same reason Ron DeSantis is going after Disney. They're doing it to be punitive. Republicans have this, you know, warped perception that Google and Facebook and others are shadow banning them. When you look at like the best performing uh, pages on Facebook and it's all conservative voices, but they, again, in their warped minds, 
they think that they're being affected by big tech. That's, that's their interest here. Okay, so he's a liar and he's just a moron. Um, saying that uh, the traffic on Facebook, let's say Daily Wire gets all the traffic on Facebook, that doesn't mean that they're not con uh, censoring conservatives. A, maybe the traffic for Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro is supposed to be way higher than it is, but it doesn't mean they didn't delete a thousand accounts of other people that were beneath him, you know what I mean, that were lesser known or anything like that. Uh, we now know that they were shadow banning without question. What's also interesting about that was it has nothing to do with the question he was asked. He went out of his way to say that these Republicans think that they're, uh, you know, that it's a conspiracy theory and blah, 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 shadow banning and all this stuff. Um, he also goes after Ron DeSantis and Disney, like, and Ron DeSantis absolutely did the right thing with Disney and also won by uh, 20 points. So the proof is in the pudding right here in Florida. Uh, here's just a little throwaway video of uh, Eric Swalwell farting the Chinese flag. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from Republicans all last week. As far as I know, that was unedited. My there's that one more time, one more time. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from Republicans. Okay, so while Eric Swalwell is a, is a liar and a fraud and, and a complete buffoon, I mean, he's really just like, if you have that short list of some of the worst of the worst that are in politics, he's right there. Um, he was lying about that, and we know he was lying about that. And this is what they do with everything. They lie about everything. So here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, our uh, black lesbian press secretary, uh, denying that the administration worked with Twitter to censor posts. I suspect she's going to regret this one because Elon is sitting on a treasure trove of stuff, but here she is. Twitter, uh, Elon Musk uh, this week fired uh, the former FBI general counsel, Jim Baker, who was serving as a top Twitter lawyer. Um, Musk alleges that he may have been involved with uh, countermanding his attempts at transparency. Um, and I was wondering if anyone in the Biden administration was in touch with Baker, either regarding moderation decisions that critics call political censorship or regarding uh, his transparency efforts recently. So it's up to private companies uh, to make these types of decisions. We were not involved. I can say that we were not. In All right. It's absolutely incredible. The levels, and this is what I mean by gaslighting, the levels of their lies are crazy. This is the same woman who last week and the guy that she works for, Joe Biden, saying, you know, Elon Musk is doing hate speech and we're going to have to look into him and look into his other companies. Now here she is saying, oh, well, he's a, he's a private company. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, he, she's also implying that they've had nothing to do with any of this. So you need to understand how crazy this story is. A lawyer at the FBI, and we know that the FBI was talking to Twitter about what posts to take down, right? We have the emails that show that now, the Slack and internal documents. An FBI lawyer, James Baker, was also the lawyer in charge of vetting this stuff at Twitter. Once Elon Musk found that out, he immediately fired him. So there is a smoking gun here somewhere. And also, you don't even need to do much research on the smoking gun because this administration has admitted repeatedly that they go out of their way to talk to social media companies about posts that they can take down Jen Psaki in July 2021. It's a it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Thanks, Jen. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about this uh, request for tech companies to be more aggressive in policing misinformation? Has the administration been in touch with any of these companies? And are there any actions that the federal government can take to ensure their cooperation? Because we've seen from the start, there's not a lot of action on some of these platforms. Sure. Uh, well, first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms. Uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murthy, Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken, or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook. Uh, that's Man, it, it's wild, guys. I know how, no matter how many times you see this stuff, it's like they lie about everything. But here's Corinne Jean-Pierre just a couple days ago saying that, oh, no, we don't have anything to do with any of this. And then there's Saki a year ago saying, yes, we do flag posts. Senior, what did she say? Senior staff and the COVID folks. They contact social media about misinformation. They were doing it. They told us that they were doing it, and now they're pretending that they didn't do it, despite the fact that Elon has all the docs now. 
So do you see why they want to destroy this guy? Do you see why they want to make sure that people can't see the truth? So then, and then how the whole machine works. So the administration lies about something. They admit it with Saki, then they deny it a year and a half later with Corinne Jean-Pierre. Then Twitter dumps these docs, right? So Elon goes to uh, Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, they unleash these documents. They go around mainstream media. So then mainstream media, ABC, NBC, CBS, does not cover it at all on their 6.30 p.m. evening broadcast, which is supposed to be the nightly news that would at least one day back in the day get you caught up on what you needed to know. But now they're, by omission, they default are not allowing you to catch up on reality. And then, as we showed you earlier, the New York Times doesn't even cover it. So a certain amount of people will never be able to see anything true. And then we wonder why so many people are crazy, right? Because these people have been gas lit into oblivion. And why have they? Because doing the right thing is a threat, is a threat to them. If, if enough people had belief in themselves, if enough people could honestly assess what's going on here and not be forced into doing things, but come to choices by their own conclusions, by their own logic and reasoning, we wouldn't need these people that much. And the whole structure wouldn't exist. That's a problem for them. Jordan Peterson. He's got rid of 75% of the people and Twitter is still working. With record traffic. Right, exactly. And so I think he will, and apparently, He's also put the boots to the people who are tra trafficking in child exploitation already. Incredible. Two right, no kidding, no kidding. In incredible in two ways. Incredible that he did it, but even more incredible that he could do it that fast and that it hadn't been done. Isn't that the point? Nobody cared about the freaking child porn issue on Twitter until three weeks ago. And suddenly there's too much child porn on Twitter because Elon has it and he's actually doing something about it. Things are changing right in front of our face. There is a chance that that superstructure that exists that has confused so many people that more and more people can get out of it. But it will the, grip us, right? And then somebody said something about slipping through fingers, right? Wasn't there something? Star system something, and speaking of which, haven't made a Star Wars reference on the show in a while. It's me Monday over at the Ruben Report Locals community. I was a little heavy handed in my video meme today, I think, what do you think? All right, let's take a look. She's tall, she's tall, that's all I meant. It's a joke, people, it's a joke, oh Lord. Uh, a couple comments from rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, Lori says, is Elon above being bought off given the information he likely has? I mean, he is literally the richest man in the world. So I cannot imagine a situation that they could buy him off. Like, you want two of those super yachts? Like, I don't know what they could buy him off. But everyone has pressures, right? Like, in some way, you know, if he goes out there and they keep saying all these lies about him and then when he goes to restaurants, he's getting the evil eye, the stink eye. If his kids, if they can turn his kids against him, like everyone has familial pressures, everyone has their own internal pressures. So I don't think the pressure is gonna come to him financially. I think even if they go after his businesses and try to destroy some of their, some of his businesses, I think he would actually keep forging forward. Like it seems to me, and, and I've, I've never met the guy, I would like to meet the guy obviously, uh, he did not have to do this. This is the exact same thing that I was saying two months ago or even five months ago when he first started talking about Twitter. Think about it. The guy's building rockets to send us to Mars. He's working on Neuralink, which will combine, you know, it's basically like transhumanism. You may not like it, but he's doing all of these really interesting future tech things. Uh, and he did not have to do this. But I think what he realized along the way was if we don't live in a world that is roughly based in the truth, which is what's happening because of mainstream media and the Democrats and the, and the entire political establishment. If we don't live in a world that, that is approximate to truth, then it won't matter whether we get to Mars or not. It won't matter what we do in the future. So I think he just said, I'm going to throw all in on this money. We're gonna buy this freaking thing and we're gonna destroy the mainstream media and we are gonna try to get something a little bit closer to truth. And look at the way these people freak out freak out. John Brennan, former CIA, we should have shown the tweet, former CIA director John Brennan 
uh, he put out a tweet that Elon is creating more hate and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, John Brennan, you're one of the 51 in intelligence guys that said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Do you think maybe you're going after Elon because he knows something about what you guys all did, what the FBI did related to that? Like, it's all there, guys. The pieces are all freaking right there. What do I keep telling you? It's like a puzzle, but you don't have the front of the box, right? So that you're looking at all the puzzle pieces, you're putting it together and it's starting, you're starting to get the image, it's all coming together, but you just don't know that perfect thing. Elon has the cover of the box. That's where we're at right now. That's really what I think is going on right here. Uh, the Valencia says, we have come to the conclusion that we live in parallel societies, one that is manufactured by Hollywood, big tech and big government, and one that is the rest of us. That awareness has made life so much more sane. Yes, I love that comment, That that is it. Because once you accept it, if you accept it and you accept that a certain amount of people are going down that route and that maybe you can't save them or help them or whatever, but that's just, it just is, right? You may not like it, but it just is. Then you can live your life hopefully closer to the truth and, and not so dependent on those things and you'll be able to see through their nonsense and everything else and, and hopefully move to a place that's a little more in line with your values and, and everything else. Like, that. Joe Shepard says, God bless space daddy. The truth needed to be told. Yeah, he's doing it. He doesn't have to do this. That's the point, guys. He did not have to put his butt on the line. Like, think about it. If you, it, six months ago, if you said the name Elon Musk, he was loved by all the people that hate him right now. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? And again, there is no evidence that more misinformation is shared on Twitter right now. There was a crazy amount of misinformation usually shared by the supposed reputable sources on Twitter before Elon. There is no evidence that there's more hate on Twitter. As I said, I can only give you my own example. I'm getting way more love because people are actually seeing my stuff. It's all BS. But again, this isn't just about Twitter. Twitter is where the stuff happens and then it gets to the real world. Uh, so look, at the end guys, freedom is not free. Elon is miles ahead and, and above the wokesters, right? You know that he's put 3000 satellites into space to build Starlink, right? So he could give internet to people all over the globe, right? It's like, man, he's trying. And, and just because he's rich and it lives a life that none of us myself included, that none of us could even remotely imagine what it's like to have that kind of wealth and wealth and that kind of influence and that kind of literally like I can just pick up my phone and put a put one emoji in Twitter and all hell breaks loose. But he's trying. So we got to try alongside him. That's what I think about that. Rumble.com slash Ruben Report. If you have not subscribed already, if you want to play along during the show, RubenReport.locals.com. And we didn't talk much about Joe Biden today, so let's just leave you with a couple of his gaffes, and I'll see you tomorrow. Because of our, our, when I restored national monuments at Bears Ears and the Grand Staircase escalated in Utah. France was our first ally, first country to fly the American flag after our revolution. And Frank posted the first diplomatic post. You think I'm joking, I'm telling you. If I hear more about the Navajos than I hear about me. From the spirit of Marcus de Lafayette, I'm going to Georgia today to help Senator Warren, not to Georgia. I'm going to help Senator Warren because I'm doing a major fundraiser up in Boston. Mr. President, when will you meet with new congressional leadership? You're asking most unusual questions when I get to Washington. When will you get your annual physical, Mr. President? When do you think I need it? <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.